This is a podcast that doesn't beat around the bush when it comes to showbiz. I'm Ryan Mark. I'm Amanda Devlin, and this is Showbiz Unfiltered. What a week in showbiz. What a week. I feel like we need to talk about The Apprentice. Obviously, we had the launch this week. Yes. Um, and we've heard a few iconic TV shows that are returning too. Mm. Um, also some royalty. Oh, real royalty. Real royalty. Okay. And yeah, we've got loads to talk about this week. There's a but lot let's, happening. Let's jump straight into The Apprentice because I, I want to kind of pick your brain about different things. We know that you were on, which series was that? Series 15. The best series has ever been in <laughs> Apprentice history. And that's not just coming from me. Are you sure about yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. So we're now on series 18. Mm. So 18 years it's been going. Lord Sugar there, still going strong. I thought the first episode was brilliant. It was so funny. Shut there up. were some iconic lines. Where? I really laughed Where out loud. They? Kind of more at the at the candidates, if I'm honest. So we spoke last week about the, the people on it. Yes. And, you know, and who they Those were maybe a little people. bit more Love Islandy. You've got, mm. got some beautiful girls, some guys who like to get their top off on Instagram and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, um, But there are some lines in that first episode which really just give me hope that it's going to be an incredible series because gosh. there was one girl who she tried to say... We, can, we made the executive decision. Right. But instead of saying that, it came out consecutive. And that was after her trying about five times to get oh, it right. That's so bad. And it was so funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think basically I'm laughing kind of at them, but mm. in a loving way. And I, I that's what The Apprentice is all about. It's laughing at the at Lord Sugar's dad jokes. It's having fun about the, the real tragedy of those tasks. I mean, the challenges. How can they get it so wrong? They get it so wrong. And it does beg the question, how do these people actually end up on the show? I mean, the audition process is rigorous. I've been through it. I got onto the show. I know what it takes. Give us a bit of insight into that then. So what do you have to go through? I mean, what do you have to do for Lord Sugar to get on there? It's a lot. I mean, my year 2019, when, well, it was 2018 when I auditioned and 100,000 people applied and they host auditions in London, Manchester, Birmingham, up and down the country. And I remember I went to the HQ of the production company, streams of people much older than me, bearing in mind I was 18. And then there were a series of mini auditions. And then you had to do a psychiatric test. You had to write a political manifesto. You had to meet Lord oh, Sugar's wow. advisors. You had to do a fake task. And so it's not a camera. spur of the moment thing of like, I'm just going to apply for The Apprentice. No, you have no. to go through a real process. Okay, that concerns me yeah. because from last night's episode, the, it was a total disaster. Both of the challenges. I think for one of them to say that they won. Mm. So obviously we're going to have to do spoilers here, but the, the girls won the task. Yeah. But to say win, I do feel like that's really pushing it. It was pushing <laughs> because it. Yeah, the margin. It was basically the best of a bad bunch. Yeah. The girls were, if not, it's probably as bad as the boys. It's just that they edged it with their profits because the boys made losses. Well, the boys were disastrous. I mean, they just about won in terms of the girls. And they just made catastrophic errors throughout the task. It was really, really embarrassing to watch. It just gave me those moments of nostalgia when I was actually doing the challenges and I was dealing with those customers that were looking so disgruntled and Lord Sugar's <laughs> condescending lines and Karen Brady's miserable old face. And then you have Tim Campbell. I mean, I didn't actually have Tim Campbell in my series, so I didn't really get to experience him. But 
they, I think they messed up with the fish cakes and they actually put sweet crumble on the fish mm -hmm. instead of breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And then the- Easy mistakes. <laughs> well, come on. And then, and then look, I just spoke about the audition process. How are these people getting through all of that and then doing stuff like that? I it's know. ridiculous. I mean, Maybe I never did Maybe they were distracted like by Tim Campbell's muscles. Oh, really? I wasn't looking, so but you were looking. I was looking. Oh, okay. My goodness. Quite hard, it seems. He had a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you looking, not anything else. He had else, yeah. a very... Um, it was a very, very, very tight, long-sleeved black top. And it just oh, really gosh. showed was it him just off. Bulging? It was <laughs> It was like protruding in, <laughs> off the screen. It was, I know anyone would be distracted. Right. Um, well, maybe that so was maybe why that's they... that's the reason. But the boys were distracted by that, do you think? Yeah, by the like, bulging yeah, muscles. I'm not gonna, yeah, I think that anyone would be. I mean, it was, it was a nightmare. I think even as well, they gave tap water as welcome drinks instead of champagne. <laughs> I mean. You would not stand for I that. I would not stand you for that. I didn't out. even stand for Prosecco. Mm. Imagine tap water. You I would mean, walk out. Instantaneous refund. That would be it. Absolutely. So I don't know. I was watching it and I thought it's the same old stuff. It's the same old dad jokes. It's the same old jokes he's recycled from a 90s Christmas cracker. He was doing that kind of comedy sketch or skit kind of like performance at the start of the show. And they all go to the boardroom and he's reeling off these really old jokes that he says every single year, probably for the past 18 years. They were quite years. funny, actually. Though. No, they weren't. They, they were, they were but not. I did They're notice what you same. told us last week yeah was that he has them kind of written down in front of him yeah so he starts it off and then he'll look down and then you just burst into hysterics yeah and that did happen this yeah, time around it happens so, every time yeah but and, right I, I have questions to ask you though yeah, and i need away. to like put you on the spot here so when i was watching it i the first thing i sort of thought of was the people who are involved in the challenges, the ones that they are, you know, they're on this day out. That was the the theme of this this first episode yeah. is that they're on a kind of work the Scottish team Highlands, day yeah. out in the Scottish Highlands. Are these people real? Are they genuinely there to get a five-star food service? Mm. Or are they actors and they're kind of just making it that reaction up? Because, I mean, they, everyone was just so pissed off. Yeah. No, I when I was doing my series, I thought, gosh, she's customers aren't real they can't be real but then my task when i got fired week eight i had to put on a corporate away day and mine was slightly different we were doing it on a train and i was entertaining these people it just gives me nightmares thinking about it because it was so difficult to film we were on this tiny little train and i think claude was following us my team I was project manager because Lord Sugar appointed me project manager. So I was dealing with the likes of Thomas Skinner. Can you imagine trying to control him? <laughs> yeah, know? it would be like trying to control you. Well, controlling Thomas Skinner is like trying to control, I don't know, like a, a knit or a flea. And you're trying to like put it in a little <laughs> box or something. It's like constantly <laughs> jumping. And I was just, I was like, ah, I can't, I, it, was, it was just terrible. Anyway, Thomas Skinner, you need to come on this podcast and defend yourself. Exactly. Where are you? I invited you tonight. Incredibly defamatory. Well, um, don't sue me. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, that's Thomas. But uh, yes, the customers were real. So on the train for my task, they were all real. I had to negotiate with their bosses, a price for the corporate away day. And then when they invited their staff onto the train, all real. And But they obviously know yeah. they're doing it for The Apprentice. So they're not expecting... 
Well, you I think to the, some the degree. The best of the best, are you, they? Really? Yeah, well, they, they know it's for a TV show, so they're not expecting it to be amazing. Mm. And obviously, The Apprentice has this reputation of being absolutely horrendous when it comes to delivering any mm -hmm. kind of service, especially from the candidates. So, yes, I guess they weren't really, they didn't have their expectations too high, but they were really fussy, complaining about everything, mm. demanded refunds, were nagging me the whole time, saying, why isn't the food out? Why isn't it out? Blah, blah. And I was like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 19 at this. Best. I'm 19, 19 at years this old. I'm a point. teenager. You know, and how many I'm, times did you mention that, do you think? I never mentioned it. Everyone thought I was older, you know, and to this day, people yeah. think I'm much older than 19. I never mentioned it because I never wanted that you to. You look great for 50. I mean, you really do. For 50 or yeah, 15? 50. Oh, sorry, 50. 5 0. Yeah, 5 -0. Well, we're similar age, so it kind of. <laughs> yes, it is all real. I can confirm. But you've kind of, you have insinuated yourself that. It's an entertainment show at the end of the day, isn't it? And you need these big fiery characters. Mm. You need them to be um, entertaining, amusing, ha having a laugh at home, which I thought that they all did last night. Really? But you know the the challenges where there's always something that goes really wrong, like the crumble, um, yes. using the crumble instead of breadcrumbs, um, or the guy who... <laughs> the brownies without the flour oh, without the flour yeah disaster um you know those things they cannot be real they have been told surely by the producers can you just leave this out or the producers have planted you know swapped around ingredients things like that like surely there is a lot of producing involved for example every single task and this is something the viewers don't see before we even get started off camera we read a dossier and that includes all of the things that we can do and all of the things that we can't do. So, for example, if one of the tasks is to make a logo, it might say you can only use the colours green and orange. So then that's it. That's our choice. So then if Lord Sugar scrutinises over us Aye. over the colours, we can't say we were given those colours because it was off camera. So anything off camera can't be mentioned. That's sneaky. So they so find they, they, ways they to make up, it harder. They end up sort of manipulating the outcome kind of yeah but look it's all fair it's a bbc competition it's all fair it has to be fair every person gets the same limitations if it's the boys team the girls team it's all the same but when the viewers are watching us and they're like why on earth would you choose green for this they don't realize that we've been told we can't do xyz so there's a lot that goes into it that people don't get to see at home and what about those very, very awkward group chats that you have to begin with? Mm. There's So the one that kind of really baffled me last night was the the, the woman who said she couldn't, I'm still going to have to get to grips with all their names, sorry yeah, about that, but there's me. so many of them. It's too many. But the, one, the, the woman who was the team leader for the girls. Right. So she um, admitted that she couldn't swim, but then still put herself <laughs> in the sea the, the water challenge, the gorge, like yeah. the, having to go in and stuff or having to sort of lead that. Yeah. Then backtracked at the last minute. I mean, things like this. How stupid can they be that they they are making these kind of decisions? Well, that's it. You question it, don't you? These are meant to be professionals. They're, they're meant to be examples of their industry. Mm -hmm. They're on The Apprentice, 18 candidates out of thousands that apply. And yet they're just moronically stupid they just can't help themselves i just think what is going on in your mind thank goodness i wasn't like that i mean i was just a shining <laughs> example of what a, an apprentice candidate should be like and the public just adored me every single 
a week on Twitter, I got these lovely, lovely comments from members <laughs> of the public. It was just such a thrill. Insert here clips of you on The Apprentice and all of the trolling. But uh, okay. yeah, well, we forget about that. Like a lot of the candidates, they're not very memorable. I just think the personality this year has gone downhill. It's stale. It's dry. Lord Sugar's jokes just make it worse. It's insufferable to watch. I mean, you know, and I'm an advocate you, you, for The Apprentice. And you and you can say what you you know people can say what they like about you. Yes, but you are memorable. That's one thing that you are. Yeah. And, and yeah, <laughs> you're, I think you're right when you do watch. There's so many of them at this stage. I mean, the the guy who went out. Mm. He actually kind of capitalised on the fact that he'd left out the flour from the brownies and now he runs this business that are uh, flourless brownies. I mean, I that's pretty entrepreneurial. It's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, took that real <laughs> tragic low point of his life and has turned it into some, you know, potential money making scheme. But, but um, really, going out first is the absolute worst, isn't it's it? It's the worst. That's actually so amongst us, amongst the candidates, that's the one thing that we fear when we enter the competition because we've made it, bearing in mind, look, imagine you've made it through the whole audition process, months of waiting to find out you're going on the show. You get the call from the exec, you're going on the show as one of the 16 candidates in my year. And then you leave week one. Can you imagine the pain and mm -hmm. suffering you would feel? All of that for week one. You don't even get any airtime. You don't even you don't even come close to winning the two hundred and fifty thousand pounds and the partnership with Lord Sugar. It's tragic. So that was the one thing that we were all fearing. Yeah. But mine started off great. I was in South Africa for episode one. I think they've really, again, kind of bit low budget. Cut back a bit. Nothing wrong with Scotland. I would like to say having, you know, I was born in Scotland, so I'm not going to slag it off. But yeah, it's not in quite South Africa. It's not. No, it's exactly. Not. But it might pick up. I did see in the intro there was a little clip of them running down a coastline it looks like an island so i think later in the series you might see them did you say ireland or island 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 <laughs> yeah i i s <laughs> and i'm hoping then there's maybe a few more exotic challenges okay. like for my year so i just can't think of anything more awkward than having these big rows and then you've got to go back to the mansion and you're just with them all of the time because they've t they turn on each other before they've even lost the challenge yeah i mean the thought process from that is a little bit kind of risky because i think you're then pissing everyone off yeah and you're not you know waiting to see whether actually you're all going through and you don't have to have a row um they were all just turning on each other quite early on yesterday i thought mm, mm. well it is something that you just have to get used to and the producers make you aware of that it's a case of you go into the boardroom you speak to Lord Sugar. That's really the first time because you're not allowed to talk about the task again, unless it's on camera. And actually before you go to film the boardroom, which is one whole day of filming, not in Canary Wharf, by the way, it's in some warehouse in North London, actually where they used to film Celebrity Juice. So a Ooh. lot of people think it's in Canary Wharf or the city of London. No, it's not. It's not one of Lord Sugar's offices. It's just a warehouse. It's a TV set. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Mm. We were walking in. It was huge. And it had cameras everywhere. Six cameras behind us, six cameras in front of us. And it takes a whole day to film It that. takes a whole day to film. You can't talk to anyone. They actually, the runners that come with us, they ban us from talking. The first time we talk that day is when we get into the boardroom and we speak to Lord Sugar. And then we debrief and he asks us questions about the task. But before that, we haven't spoken to any of the other candidates about the 
the task. I'd have what a went frog down. in my throat. Like I have. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like when you speak for the first yes. time and you speak to Lord Sugar, it's like, oh, I actually have a voice. Like it's Hello. hours. <laughs> yeah, and I do that. That coughing situation, you just like, yeah, for hours you don't speak. And even in makeup, because they do makeup on all of us, it takes forever. Uh, so it is literally it must take hours with you. For God. me, it took like 10 hours. <laughs> I mean, for Thomas Skinner, it took like 20 hours. I mean, to cover all of that. But um, yeah, it was a long old day. So the verdict is in from you, which is you are not happy with the first episode. Um, no. But can you see it improving? And what, what could they do to sort of try and beef this up a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting? To beef it up. Maybe they need to have Tim Campbell more of those shirts. That you're oh my about. goodness. I know, you're going to have to watch it alone in private. <laughs> <laughs> You can't watch it with the family. I love that you have just lied and said that you didn't notice. No, okay. I didn't notice, no. But um, gosh, what could they do to improve it? I think maybe start a game with the casting. That could be one thing. If they can't do that, I would say, look, I don't want to poo-poo it. I think it is a great show. It's done well for so many years. And clearly Lord Sugar loves doing it. It's going to go onward until the 20th I reckon they'll do season. to get to 20 yeah. yeah it's one of those shows uh, where I cover a lot of TV for my job and it's one of those shows that comes around every single year and yeah. it's like same old same old yeah but this show is one of those that people just get obsessed by and really love it and they love the format of it and they don't want it to change and they they embrace it. They like just knowing what they're getting. You know, some some shows they have to really up their game yeah, all the yeah. time and make short changes to format and stuff. People, I think, would go absolutely mad if Lord Sugar did something different in that boardroom apart from sit there and tell dad jokes. Like they would just lose the plot. People just would not like that. We like to have that comfortable. Yeah. It's January, February. It's time. It's just that time to just yeah, yeah just yeah. to snuggle in the sofa and just watch Lord Sugar. I get that. That sounds a, weird. There's a comfortability. <laughs> I don't particularly want to snuggle up to Lord Sugar, but maybe <laughs> that's one of your fantasies. <laughs> Let's lift the mood. Let's let's not be negative because no, I feel like I'm being really gonna, negative I'm going to be negative because you mentioned Alice, Alison Hammond and uh, well, that, you don't like that's her? the perfect segue to the talk about her oh right being on the the you were talking about the the Great British Bake Off yes we're now going to get another dollop get the pun okay. of her on uh, as Paul O'Grady's replacement yes on, for, um, love for the love of dogs for the love of dogs absolutely I just do absolutely love for the love of dogs it's such a heartwarming lovely series obviously we lost our beloved Paul which mm. I'm still not really ready to talk about so we'll just kind of swiftly move on um Alison Hammond to replace him no I don't really think it works I agree no. with you for once I don't feel like we ever agree oh, on anything no. but I agree with you on this I think there's an issue of overexposure She's on a way risk. too much. I'm She's sorry, on way I just can't too much. see her. It's just everything. Mm. And it's also kind of forcing a situation. I mean, there are so many presenters out there. Yeah, us. <laughs> ITV were available. There are so many presenters who are good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, was that the caveat? Okay. And who could do a better job than what, what she Martin can, Someone who actually does have a dog i don't think allison has a dog and she's never someone that you've associated with dogs dogs or pets or anything yeah. i just think she's just a, such a bizarre choice it's like who do people like at the moment who can we just choose and 
plaster on their ITV. I guess like within her contract and stuff, because she's an ITV star already, mm. they want to promote promote ITV and they, they know that she's become one of ITV's biggest stars. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But at the same time, like we need to just not have her on every single show. Well, that's it. She's on Great British Bake Off, which she joined last year. And she's on This Morning. And now she's on this show for the love she of dogs. She did the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs. Mm -hmm. I just feel sometimes the public start to go off people when they see them too much. And I think sometimes less is more. Yeah. She's already doing some major shows, like the biggest shows in the UK. And now she's doing this show. It's very beloved. And like you said, there needs to be a presenter at the helm of that show that's actually synonymous with dogs. Martin yeah. Clunes. Yeah. Someone like that. Yes. Someone that actually has a dog, talks about dogs like Paul O'Grady used to. And with Alison Hammond, he it just seems to take mismatched. them home and I bet she right, does adopt that. Them. I bet she does that in the new series. Maybe she does. So I don't want to be too mean to Alison Hammond because when I did Celebs Good Dating, she messaged me on Instagram and she was lovely. After I was quite mean on Celebs Good Dating. So I don't want to be so mean to Alison Hammond. But, um, what was that? <laughs> I don't like name dropping. Is that a name drop? Is that a bit tacky? You are tacky. Yeah. Very Let's just embrace no, I it. Think, I think it's good. But I, I don't want to be too mean you... about her. No. And I think she's a lovely person and I think she deserves all of the success and wealth that she's amassing. But do we want to see her on any old show? No. Okay. Sorry. I didn't realize that you were best friends. With sorry. Um, let's move <laughs> she's on. She's coming to... on next week. So <laughs> say that to her face next week. <laughs> let's move on to uh, some happy news, which is Clarkson's Farm Series <gasps> 3. It's coming that show. back. I am so happy about when is this. It coming back? In May. So oh, May yeah. 3rd on Prime Video. We've already had two series. Um, and it just, it's one of those shows. I mean, I don't know if you know this, this could be breaking news um, for but, our friendship, but I'm. Oh, not Fun. really that outdoorsy um really i yeah You've i got just the boots on i mean show the boots, the boots but, off but imagine but imagine getting mud on these i mean i just the know suede wouldn't work um yeah. you know I, I think there was a scene a really lovely scene on the in the, the finale of the first series and they and jeremy was sat out in his field and he had a picnic and it all just looked idyllic with the sunset yes but then i was just thinking oh my god what if there's a mouse running around what if there's insects like i just it it's not for me i'd have to be you know, on a nice table with like champagne with glasses, not in a plastic cup. Like I just wouldn't, it wouldn't, mm. it wouldn't work for me. But I, I, as it turns out, I love watching it. I love watching all of the mud and I love watching them with the pigs or the sheep or the cows and him kind of living through it. He's learning through it, isn't he? He's learning through this documentary. Yes. He admits himself he's a complete amateur mm. when it comes to farming. Um, and he's gone on there and embraced it. And I just think it's such a lovely show for us all to watch. Again, another heartwarming show. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. It's one of those shows that I actually love. I feel like it's so fresh. It's so different to what's out there. And you go on a journey with him. Like you said, you're almost vicariously becoming a farmer through Jeremy Clarkson you look like and learning you are a I, I literally look like Caleb I feel like I could join <laughs> Clarkson's farm that would be a twist I might actually write oh to him oh my goodness City I boy please might come with you yeah you should come you should come <gasps> I was going to set you up with Caleb but he's actually got a, a wife I think maybe yeah, yeah. but I think the show's great I really feel sorry for him he's doing so much to improve the farm the shop the restaurant did you know the restaurant's now closed at the end of season two? Yeah. The restaurant was thriving. It looked great. The council shut it down. He's having such a hard time with Oxfordshire Council. 
they are they should be ashamed of themselves exactly your council they are just absolute jobs worths i hate them i think <laughs> honestly the i am absolutely fuming about it because yeah. there were there was another scene in, the, in series two where you had jeremy clarkson bringing together all the local farmers yeah. and they were all saying this will be incredible for us we can sell our produce you know we can work together and improve because farming is so difficult to make any money out of and the fact that it, this was going to benefit them and for their own council to exactly, stop it yeah. for these people who sit remember that guy who was like talking about that he, he the wanted that he didn't want to see he wanted to see a dark night and yeah, I yeah, thought, oh, yeah shut up i know i know it was so annoying to watch that scene they were in the county hall mm. or something like that and they were all I've sat been around in, i used to be a news reporter really so I in the cotswolds not, not in the cotswolds oh, but fine. actually kind of near okay and um you know it was like a, a countryside place where you'd go in and I mean, I'd have to sit through these kind of meetings. So you can imagine it was quite torturous. Yeah. But they, you get some really funny characters in there. Some lovely ones and right. some not so lovely ones. Ones right. that they take the power. Like it goes completely to their head. Sure. You can kind of imagine, can imagine them with clipboards and like, that's actually how I turn when I have a clipboard in my hand. For some reason, it just yeah. like gives you this power trip. You seem to be embodying a local councillor <laughs> right now. Yeah, I really look like, I look the part, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of making me think, gosh, I know what Jeremy Clarkson feels like. <laughs> yes, I, I, again, I agree. And the message to Oxfordshire Council, shut up. <laughs> and that's, that's all I've got to say on the matter because it's a great show. He's doing a lot for the locals and they need to stop putting hurdles in his way mm. because it's actually affecting the individual farmers they're struggling like you said they can't even make any money out of cows and pigs and they're dealing with tuberculosis and all kinds of things outbreaks it's already hard enough to farm as we've seen watching but, the show but isn't it amazing that a, a tv show like that and we saw it recently with the post office scandal yes. how a drama a tv show can really capture people's imaginations and to bring you information that you maybe didn't know that you would care about mm. whereas you know we get we I, I didn't think I cared about farming I didn't think I wanted to see lambs being born or you know yeah, whatever yeah. else is going on and yeah I've been absolutely addicted to it and I got into it late and I had all these episodes to binge and then honestly when the last episode aired of series two devastated yeah and the thought of it coming back is is great and there's a season four Yes, we've been promised that as yeah, well. So even though Jeremy Clarkson was apparently going to be axed from and cancelled from life, mm. he is he's defied that and he's back. And he's back on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as well on ITV. So that was great, wasn't it? Yes. I mean, he's just an amazing talent. I think the show does so well because of him. And he's funny. I actually like watching the Grand Tour as well. And I don't really like cars. I mean, I, I appreciate and I admire cars. I can't even drive. Basically, we just obsess with Jeremy We just Clarkson. love Jeremy Clarkson. I think mm. he's just great. I was reading, reading a really interesting article actually this week, um, which was about uh, who wants to be a millionaire with its return and, and how in comparison to when it first launched, um, you could basically be set for life that you were getting a mortgage and everything if you reached question eight. Oh, and right. now it's question 11 because of... You know everything that's been going on in the world, inflation, inflation. etc. Really, okay, yeah. that's an interesting. See, look, you learn a lot. On I know you're just a fountain of knowledge. <laughs> Shows was unfiltered for the facts. Should we talk about Celebrity Big Brother? Another show yes. that I'm so looking forward to because um, Big Brother. Uh, did you watch it this year? 
Yes, glimpses. Well, technically last year, 2023. Yeah, clips of it. Um, oh, it was, I watched every single night and I was, it was one of those programs that you just wanted it to be 9pm and to watch because there were some brilliant characters on there and it was Big Brother at its best. It kind of had cut out all of the rubbish nonsense that had kind of gone down in the Channel 5 days. What and did it, it cut out exactly back, though? What's different? Um, I don't know. I think they were just a bit more sort of raw their conversations um i just I, why are you trying to have a go at me <laughs> go on make your point i'm itching to make my point because i was really hopeful that itv were going to cast it so differently and actually they just managed to find people that want fame and i thought they were going to get people that that's don't that's not true it was an incredibly diverse cast yeah diversity I mean, is great and it was diverse but everyone now that did big brother last year they're on TikTok. I'm seeing a lot of them begging for gifts. They're trying to build a TikTok account. I mean, they're looking for social media fame. That's what I didn't want to happen. But they managed to find people that want that. But it's such a shame. Wasn't it always about that? I mean, we've always... If you're going to be locked in a house for weeks on end, I think you kind of deserve to have a bit of a following when you come out. And we do get obsessed with these people. We have to want to be fans of them whether actually it's sort of in a negative way like you mm, hate the person mm. or you love the person it could be either extreme but surely that's what it's all about because we then get to follow them outside of what they do we've been so invested in them for a month or two yeah i guess so and then you need to care about them don't you i guess so like after if you watched it like you did it's religiously every single night and Creepily you're just obsessed exactly yeah. watching yeah. the catch up and everything else yes i guess you form some kind of weird bond with the people that you see on the show and then you want to follow them after and you want to see what they're up to but i didn't really find anyone particularly interesting i mean who stood out to you um, Henry and Jordan. So this oh, was the love story of, of the series. So Jordan won and he won a hundred grand. Not bad. Not um, bad. And he found love. So found I, love. he did. They are still together and they are soulmates. They are. So you say that about everyone. No, I don't. Trust me. Do you? Okay. Maybe I'm really cynical. I think individually they're great. I saw clips of them a lot on TikTok and I've seen Henry out and about. I've never met either of them personally. But when I see that, all I see is strategy and them looking to commercialize the love, the love. I don't know if it's real. I really am skeptical because I just think everything's about money nowadays. But Everything is about fame and money. Yes, of course it is in a lot of aspects of life. But there's they 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 had a friendship and it grew. It could be like us. We could fall in love one day. Maybe that could be us, the new the new <laughs> <When> couple. <laughs> <laughs> from Big Brother. When you start from, you know, being um, in a friendship and, and it progresses, I think that's when it is really genuine because, you know, you, you might look past the fact that they're not that attractive and then you've ended up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean you. Are you talking about you know them or I me mean? or who? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. So, yes, I guess so. They were locked in the house for ages. They both made it to the finals, so it was a long time together. Mm. Or, the, or desperation because they hadn't seen anyone else. Maybe that's it. Actually. Yeah, right. but it You've just convinced me. It just reminds me of like when I see their videos, cringy couple videos, and it's just not my vibe. I'm mm. very melancholic and I'm very miserable and I'm very stern and I just don't like that lovey dovey stuff. I'm mm. probably getting bitter that I'm single. Mm. All of this reminds me of the things that I'm lacking: The Apprentice, oh. my single life. Mm. 
it's this, it's quite sad this actually this is a therapy couch now um we <laughs> thank you we're gonna make you happy again oh good okay um, i thought it was a casting couch but now it's a therapy <laughs> couch <laughs> so you've got a rumored name that's going into celebrity big brother Yes, well, this it's not reported from me. I don't know who broke the story. Maybe you broke the story. <laughs> <laughs> but the uncle to Kate Middleton, Gary Goldsmith, now he's been dubbed... What a as, signing. And that sounds like your kind of guy. <laughs> this guy is scandalous. Perfect for Celebrity Big Brother, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's had a, it's got a reputation, Celebrity Big Brother, for sort of bringing in those kind of celebrities who've been banished from public life, you know, the ones who aren't allowed back on other TV shows. Yes. And Big Brother embraces them and lets them have this kind of redemption, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't know whether he needs that kind of redemption or he cares or not, but it, I wonder how that's gone down in the Middleton household mm. and how they feel about it because that risks, you know, it poses the risks of, of him perhaps giving a, away a little bit more than they would like about the family, about feelings towards Meghan Markle and, and, and Prince Harry and the fallout um, of Megxit. I, mm. I just wonder whether it's a great idea. <laughs> I think for us, as I think viewers, for us and ITV, fantastic. it's fantastic. ITV, I mean, yeah. it must have been a, a great signing for them fee-wise because, I, yeah, I wonder how much they splashed on that. Well, apparently they have two million pounds to spend on casting. Allegedly, that's the budget for casting. They've gone after certain names like Sarah Ferguson, who denied it. Louis Walsh, who said no. So I don't know who is left. Apparently, Levi Roots is confirmed to go on. The show. These are all reports, by the way. I thought like that was confirmed. a bit of an underwhelming signing. I know. I um, said to my friend, oh, did you see this? Levi Roots might be going into Celebrity Big Brother. I mean, I haven't seen Levi Roots since Dragon's Den when mm. I was probably about 10 years old. Mm. I mean, what has he been doing? Well, I was trying to describe him in the story and it was, I just thought, yeah, that, well, that was years ago that he was on Dragon's Den. Yeah. And then now he kind of works more as a chef because his business was about making sauce, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw the sauces um, in shops. Yeah, and he's done really well from that. But for him to be cast as a celebrity, I'm not sure that works. But um, I want some Towie people in there. I'd love to see Chloe Brockett in there. I think she's, she would be fantastic. She would be feisty. Um, she would be feisty. What, what about you going in, potentially? I never say never. Never say never. It's never over until the fat lady sings. And... <laughs> Who's the fat lady? I was going to say a name, but I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and well, look, there's a few names in advanced talks, whatever that means. Chloe Burrows is another name from Love Island that I've seen crop up and mm. Chloe Brockett, like you mentioned. Chloe Burrows, so she's been in talks and we reported um, in a newspaper that I can't name. <laughs> I'm going to start newspaper. that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sunday Times um, reported. <laughs> Yes, Chloe Burrows. So she is reportedly going into Celebrity Big Brother because she was wanted by ITV to go into Love Island All Stars because her, her ex-boyfriend Toby's on there. Right. And he's been getting himself into all sorts of trouble. Um, and it was it was hoped that she would go in and cause even more trouble. But she said, no, I'm going to get a better offer elsewhere. She's been offered quite a good amount of money for CBB. Yeah. So, yeah, and a lot know, of them haven't them. done a lot after Love Island. Of mm. course, there's a few exceptions like... What's his name? Chris, who was in Barbie. Chris Taylor. Yeah, serendipitously was in Barbie. But with her, she's 
a regular on Channel 4.0. She did celeb skating. Mm. She's quite prolific. She's got a lot of followers. She's got a great personality. And she doesn't want to see Toby. Like, she's moved on. Yeah. I work with That's Toby. That's what I thought. And I think he's a bit difficult to get along with. <gasps> so I, I think maybe that's why she was also adverse to doing All Stars. Oh, that's juicy. Okay. It's all juicy for me. I um, give all the juice. I explode the juice. Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> Amanda gets all the juice from me. <laughs> Anytime she likes. Oh, dear. Right. Let's, please, let's move. Well, let's, on let's to- finalize CBB. What do you think? Who do you, give me your list of names that you would like to see on the show? Um, I mean, the, the first the first one that comes to mind, and I don't think that it's possible, but it would be Philip Schofield. Mm. Because for him to come back onto ITV after famously leaving because of a scandal um, on this morning, it would be a full circle moment. We would get to hear a very unfiltered version of events from him. But I just can't see the same channel giving him that platform, unfortunately. But I would love for that. That would um, be good. I'm trying to think of like other people that I'm actually bothered about, like real, because because sometimes they bring in Americans. And yes, I think they, they do end sometimes. Up, yeah, and then just think there's a bit. I like it when it's kind of like real reality because they're pros. They bring more entertainment. But that's it. They they are experts. If I went on, I'd know exactly what to do, and there's just a way of crafting reality tv when you are good at reality tv mm. and that just makes for great viewing so i i'm on your side with that they've also discussed james haskell yeah, i think the names i've seen so far are just a bit so lackluster james haskell is married to currently uh chloe madeley richard madeley's daughter mm. but they're, they're splitting up and mm. they're co-parenting their baby it's been a really tough time for them because they just filmed this big reality show for us as yeah, a yeah. family and then exactly. next thing they announced they were splitting up and he would be a great signing because he's famous in his own right with his rugby career he did i'm a celebrity he get did me i'm out a celebrity here. yes he did i don't think he came across very well um no he i haven't ever heard good things about him yeah he had um i think he just had a temper because he was getting hungry mm. so he had like proper hangry kind of moments on there yeah. and just ended up getting chucked out didn't do as well as maybe people would have thought mm. um but then no, it's a good shout for someone like that i just think that um kate middleton's uncle is just such a brilliant first signing because to to bring to be able to have someone in there so close linked to the royal family who we're all obsessed with whether we are in favor or not Mm. um he's bound to give us gossip on that there'll be some royal tea royal tea there'll be actual royal tea earl gray (laughs) i'm a celebrity because it was just returning and he was like oh i haven't seen who's doing it you know he's very much moved on he's done his bit he's not bothered um but he's a he's a Oh God, he would be great to sort of go in there. Actually, he would be great because it would be a different environment to the jungle. I think he excelled in the jungle because of his rugby, the sporty background. So for yes. him to go and you know he could show off his strengths by going into the Bushaka trials. What people find difficult are in Subjective Brother is the boredom. Yeah. So those kind of people it's a psychological who are used challenge. to getting all of the challenges and sort of that their energy goes out in that way. Yeah. Um, for the roles to be switched and then to be sat having absolutely nothing to do, mm. that is actually better TV for us because they get angrier. They sort of have fights. They 
maybe reveal a little bit more about their true selves. Well, that's it. I guess okay. from what I've heard, they forget about the cameras. And then when you forget about the cameras and you form these friendships, you kind of just say whatever's on your mind because again, you're mm. bored and you just want to talk, but then you don't necessarily always realize everything you're saying is being televised. So there is a risk there. But yes, having a royal is always good for any kind of show, any kind of royal connection like we mm -hmm. have with Mike Tindall and I'm a Celeb. So yes, if Gary Goldsmith were to go in, that would be an amazing signing for ITV. Mm. You get the royal twist, but also you get the controversy that he brings to mm. the show. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Showbiz Unfiltered. And don't forget, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify and so many more. And youtube don't forget to leave a five star rating and a gorgeous review just as gorgeous as amanda <laughs> maybe a bit more gorgeous if you could <laughs> and if you're watching on youtube give it a like subscribe and maybe leave a comment ciao for now thank you goodbye